Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. Hi, everybody. 909. Happy Friday to you. Get ready for a weekend. I'm pretty pumped. I get to see my grandbabies. I got two of them. They're twins. They're having their second birthday party this weekend. Pretty excited about that. Uh, then, uh, then spend a little time with some of my other uh, kids up there in northern Utah. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool weekend planned. And uh, I'm not planning on getting dead either this weekend. Uh, that means... Uh, antibiotics and uh, speed limit right thanks for tuning in today 10 minutes after nine o'clock uh love to hear from you today phone number is 435-673-5890 a couple of interesting topics to talk about today uh and if you want to text into the show i know some of you would rather text than call it's 435 467-5842. Let me start off, first of all, talking a little bit about our new management. Now, uh, we were purchased, Cherry Creek Radio, which uh, something like 40 stations in the West, Montana, uh, Wyoming, uh, Washington State, Idaho, Utah. I think think that's all. Oh, Colorado. Uh, Anyway, uh, Cherry Creek was purchased about... I don't know, how long has it been now? A month, month and a half ago? By Town Square Media. Look them up if you want to. Town Square Media. So we go from uh, just under 40 stations to uh, over 300 stations. Uh, I think closer to 400 if you count all our stations added into it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of nervous people in Cherry Creek. And we're talking, you know, the, the headquarters in, in uh, Denver and uh, the... Uh, other management folks involved in Cherry Creek. It's been my experience, and I'm not that old, but I'm old enough. I've been around the block that when someone purchases a radio station or a group, first thing they do is they evaluate the ratings of how everyone's doing. And at the same time, they usually sweep through management and get rid of a lot of the management people. They haven't done that yet, the management part anyway. Everybody that... uh, it was employed here. It's still employed here for now. Uh, but then again, they haven't officially taken over. Uh, they've uh, agreed on the purchase price. Everything's in place, but you've got to wait for, guess who, the government. Yeah, you've got to wait for all the pieces to fall into place for the government. I believe the official takeover date for Town Square Media is uh, June 25th or 6th. Or, let me look at my calendar. It must be 27th, maybe, right in there. Uh, at the end of the month, that must, 27th is a Monday. That's the only reason I say it would be on a Monday. But maybe they take over on a Sunday. Uh, we're we're going to have to change some things, obviously, uh, the you know the, the corporate structure of who we are here. Uh, had a meeting, though, earlier this week with the Town Square po- folks. And uh, they want to, first of all, the first thing they told us is radio is the core of who they are. Radio is what they do. And uh, pretty much every one of their media outlets they own are radio-based. But that being said, they want to, well, especially here in St. George and any of the markets that Cherry Creek is in, they want us to be more digitally minded. And that means that 
uh, one of the one of the credos is we will produce digital content. And you say, well, what the heck is digital content? Uh, mostly stories, things that we write. So I've been for me, it's, I'm not too worried about it. I've been a writer my whole life. I don't think writing a couple of stories a day is going to be that big a deal for me. Uh, and they want us to write about us. They want us to write about our experiences. They want us to write about things we've done and places we've been. They want us to write about our towns that we live in. I don't think that's going to be super hard. I think we can do that. But um, I actually posed a question. You know, all the managers, all the big shots are in the Zoom room together. And I said, look, uh, KDXU does fantastic in ratings. We have great ratings. We have great listeners, very loyal listeners, and have forever and ever and ever. I mean, KDXU is a heritage station. We we grew up with St. George. Uh, but we're not a digital masterpiece. We have a, a daily uh, digital newspaper here in this town. I'm not talking about the Spectrum. I'm talking about the other one. Uh, we have, which has unlimited seemingly resources, uh, including, uh, you know, a dozen reporters or whatever. I said, I don't, I don't see how digitally we can compete with them. And they said, well, you just wait. We have, we have resources. We have more resources than they have. And we're going to show you how you can compete with them. And so uh, over the next, what is it, uh, three week, three and a half weeks, um, things are going to change a little bit here. The shows are going to stay the same. What you hear coming out of the radio will not change much at all. But we are going to have married with our shows uh, content. Uh, for instance, today, a couple of issues I wanted to talk about was the uh, HBO show, We're Here, uh, is filming in St. George starting today, I believe. Uh, we're going to talk about that, what that means for St. George, whether we should like it or hate it, or do anything about it or let it go. Uh, so I'd have uh, some some digital content, a story basically, maybe a video, maybe some photos to go with uh, that what we talk about on the radio. Another thing we're going to talk about today is uh, gun rights and, and whether or not, you know, Joe politician should be taking away my right to have, you know, a magazine with 15 rounds in it instead of 12 or, or, or five is what they're actually talking about. Uh, and so I would have an article, a digital story that you guys could look at, maybe peruse, maybe uh, pick apart. And then, uh, and we can talk about that uh, on the air and, and, and you can comment online. And anyway, that's, that's the plan uh, from Town Square Media. Uh, am I excited about it? Yes and no. Um, I think that it will be a great addition. And the th one of the things that scares me is, and this is what I told them, I said, KDXU, uh, my listeners li love to listen to the radio, listen to talk radio. A lot of you will listen to talk radio all day long. I do the same thing. I think it's awesome. Uh, but, you know, while you're listening to talk radio, you're doing other stuff. You're not, you know browsing the internet or, or whatever on your phone. Uh, but their, their, their cases, Town Square Media's cases, look, people, if there's a reason to get on their phone, they're going to get on their phone anyway. That, let, let that reason be you. Let that reason be, I want to see what, you know, Andy Griffin has to say about that, or I want to see what DJ Tishner or Aaron Ann has to say about that. These are, or, or Mike, Mike Foley. Uh, these are all people that work over here. Uh, you know, Jeff Cochran. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, like I said, I don't think, I don't think much is going to change on what's on the air, 
But I think that uh, you will have the opportunity as listeners to, if you know, if you're sitting in a doctor's office or you're in the, in the you know, in the queue in the line at the grocery store, pick, pick up your phone and maybe read about today's show or read about today's issues. I think it's, I think it's going to work out well. I, I hope so. I hope so. And uh, like I said, the, the good, the good thing so far, nobody's been fired. There are rumors that just some of the administration, some of the, in, in other parts of the building may be, uh, their time, their number, days may be numbered here. But I don't know if any of that's true. And if it is, well, you know, I don't think they're changing anything on the air. Thank goodness. All right, let's get to t- some of today's issues. And again, your phone call is 673-589-435-467-5842 if you want to weigh in on the text line. Uh, it happens every time there's a mass shooting, and there's been a bunch of them actually lately. The uh, the the big, the, of course, the headline one was in Uvalde, Texas, where 19 children and two teachers were killed. They're still fighting over who knew what, uh, why didn't they go in quicker? Uh, was it a hostage situation or was it a shooter situation? And what, because the response to both of those things uh, are different. And uh, you've even had a few officials out there in Uvalde, a few of the police officials say, we obviously made the wrong call. And, uh, you know, and, and, and it seems like, seems like, I don't have proof of this, but it seems like children died because the police made the wrong call. And that's really sad. But I'm not going to criticize uh, the police work. I don't know. I wasn't there. It seems pretty fishy, the whole thing, that the police didn't get, go after this guy harder. But I, like I said, I don't know. And uh, we'll, I think all that, all that information will sort itself out here in the next few weeks. But uh, it is kind of sad. But uh, I don't want to talk about it today. We talked about this last week. I do want to talk about gun rights. Joe Biden has talked about and limiting magazines to five bullets or five chambers, five rounds, uh, excuse me. Uh, and he's talked about taking, you know, banning ARs and he's talk- and, and some of the other uh, left wing lefty uh, politicians are talking about, you know, well, well you can. I mean, they, they did, they've done such silly things as like ban silencers or, or suppressors, what they call them. Uh, and, and to me, it's just like. What is wrong with you people? You are, you are, and I made the analogy earlier today. It's like uh, you go to the local park, and there have been several assaults lately at the local park. So the city council, in reaction to there being several assaults at the local park, bans ice cream. I, and I know you're saying, wait, what? That's exactly what I'm talking about. This guy didn't have handguns, and yet Canada, they're banning handguns. This guy didn't, you know... <laughs> He didn't have assault rifles. He didn't have machine guns. He didn't, and and so everybody's getting up in arms, and we need to ban this, and we need to ban that. And it's just like, well, if you're thinking about banning stuff, and I don't believe you should ban anything, uh, Second Amendment, right? But at least try to address, you know, the actual whatever was used in the in the tragedy. Don't don't start <laughs> putting a band aid. Uh, you know, your foot hurts. You put a Band-Aid on your eye. What? Wait, what? Now, I saw this story the other day. Uh, it was uh, a, a little cartoon. And uh, it was, it was, uh, it, it struck me as funny but true. Uh, a wolf attacks and devours a sheep. The other sheep see that the wolf with those sharp teeth attacked and devoured a sheep. 
So the other sheep get together and they say, all right, obviously the sharp teeth are the problem. So we're going to ban sharp teeth among all the sheep. In fact, we're going to ban teeth altogether. No teeth among sheep. And so they do. And all the, te- the sheep turn their teeth in. I know this is silly, but uh, stay with me on this. Uh, all the sheep turn their teeth in. And meanwhile, the wolf up there on the hill still has his sharp teeth. That's the analogy that uh, actually is pretty appropriate here because they're not addressing who can get a gun or, or, or help mental health issues. They're just saying we need to keep all the good folks from, from having guns. I came across this video. This was not this week or this month. This was from about four years ago. But, man, is it appropriate to what's happening right now. It's four minutes long, but, man, this guy says it. First of all, and I want to describe it. This is in Greensville, North Carolina. It's a four-minute uh, long audio piece. You don't need to see the video because he's just a guy talking into a microphone. But the man is a large black man, large African-American guy, right? So it, it's kind of misleading at first. You're like, what's he talking about? And then he says it. I am the majority, is what he says. And then you start to go, oh. So listen to this. If you've heard it before, I apologize, but I think this is perfectly appropriate for what we're going through this week. Mr. Robinson? Yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't have time to uh, You prepare. have to give us your name. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Mark Robinson. I live at... That's right here in Greensboro. I've lived in Greensboro all my life. Uh, I didn't have time to... Write a fancy speech. I didn't have time to, you know, I didn't have the, the resource of an English teacher to sit down and write a speech with at school today and be, you know, bought over here or practice or anything. What I really came down here for is this. Uh, I've heard a whole lot of people in here talking tonight about this group and that group and domestic violence and blacks, these minorities and that minority. What I want to know is when are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is I'm the majority. I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never shot anybody, never committed a serious crime, never committed a felony. I've never done anything like that. But it seems like every time we have one of these shootings, nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right, constitutional right that's spelled out in black and white, You want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. It's ridiculous. I don't think Rod Serling could come up with a better script. It does not make any sense. The law-abiding citizens of this community and many communities around this country, we're the first ones taxed and the last ones considered and the first ones punished when things like this happens because our rights are the ones that are being taken away. That's the reason why I came down here today. Gun show or no gun show, NRA or no NRA. I'm here to stand up for the law-abiding citizens of this community. Because I'm going to tell you that what's going to happen. You can take the guns away from us all you want to. You all write a law, I follow the law, I'll bring my guns down here, I'll turn them in. But here's what's going to happen. The Crips and the Bloods on the other side of town, they're not going to turn their guns in. They're going to hold on to them. And what's going to happen when you have to send the police down there to go take them? The police can barely enforce the law as it is. It's what I see. We demonize the police, criminalize and, and, and vilify the police, and we make the criminals into victims. 
And we're talking about restricting guns? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that when the police department's already hamstrung? You're not going to be able to go down here and take these guns from these criminals. So the criminals are going to hold on to their guns. They're still going to have them. They're still going to break in my house, and they're still going to shoot me with them. And guess who's going to be the one that suffers? It's going to be me. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, it is not going to happen without a fight. And when I say fight, I don't mean shots fired. I don't mean fists thrown. I mean I'm going to come down here to this city council and raise hell just like these loonies from the left do until you listen to the majority of the people in this city. And I am the majority. The majority of the people in this city are law-abiding. And they follow the law. And they want their constitutional right to be able to bear, to bear arms. They want to be able to gun go to the gun show and buy a hunting rifle or sport, a sport rifle. There are no military-grade weapons sold, showed, uh, sold at the uh, gun show. An AR-15 is not a military-grade weapon. Anybody that would go into combat with an AR-15 is a fool. It's a semi-automatic 22 rifle. You'd be killed in 15 minutes in combat with that thing. So we need to dispel all these myths, and we need to drop all this, all this division that we got going on here. Because the bottom line is, when that Second Amendment was written, whether the framers liked it or not, they wrote it for everybody. And I am everybody. And the law abiding citizens of this city are everybody. And we want our rights, and we want to keep our rights. And by God, we're going to keep them, come hell or high water. Yeah. How do you feel about how do you feel now after that speech? I'm pretty fired up. I'm like, yeah, he's right. He's right. They're trying to take away the guns from uh I don't know, me and you who didn't break any laws. I've never been arrested. You've been arrested? Are you are, have you been convicted of a felony? I don't think so. And they're going to come and they're going to say, hey, give us your guns. And we, being law-abiding citizens, most of us will probably say, all right, yeah, here you go. Here's my 9-millimeter Glock. Take it. Uh, and, and there's nothing we can do because we're, we're going to obey this law they want to put in there. Uh, and, and the bad guys are going to go, hey, look at that. They gave their guns back. We still have our guns because nobody came to take ours away because if they came to take ours away, we'd shoot them. That's what the bad guys are saying. And now we have, instead of, you know, the chance that if I rob a house, the homeowner might or might not have a gun. Now I know because, thank you, Joe and the, the lefties, thanks a lot because you passed a law so Joe Average can't have a gun. And I know that when I go and rob a, a, a convenience store or whatever or i know if i go to somebody's house and they catch me dipping into their you know maybe hauling their big screen out the door or whatever that i just pull my gun and they can't do anything about it because they don't have a gun because joe took him away that's what he's talking about i'm fired up i'm fired up and and again uh you know he said and they i don't, I don't remember if he gave his first name last name was robinson he said, I'm going to put up a fight, and it's not going to be with guns, and it's not going to be with fisticuffs. It's going to be me coming down to city council, me coming down, me calling my congressman or my uh, councilman or my, my county commissioner and saying, no, 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 no. I am the majority, and I don't support what you're talking about. That's what it's all about.
That's why America is still the greatest country in the world. Go see Top Gun Maverick if you don't believe that. We'll fire you up. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get Seth on here. Seth, you've been patient. What's up, my friend? I couldn't agree more. And uh, people don't know how to stand up. And the hypocrites, starting with the president and people running for president, yeah. uh, are, are they gunless or do they have 27 people in all directions with machine guns? Oh, you know, you know, they are surrounded by a bunch of guys with very, very lethal weapons. And tactically trained, probably from the military or wherever, who have been in combat. And so I get sick and tired of people uh, spouting uh, the uh, removal of the Second Amendment, which is... uh, critical to the First Amendment and every other amendment. If you don't have the right of self-defense and survival, uh, gee, you don't have a Constitution. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But that's not why I called today. Okay. Yeah. I'm holding in my hand a black uh, uh, container of something called Jolly Roger. Jolly Roger. Okay. That sounds deadly. Or, or like a piece of candy, one or the other. No, wait, that's no. Jolly, that's Jolly Rancher. Sorry. Uh, no, it's your BBQ uh, rub. Oh, you've got the, you've got the black stuff, the Jolly Roger. Uh, uh, what is it, garlic and jalapeno? That's it. Oh man, that and stuff is I've so got, good. I've got uh, jailbird chicken and coffee rub. <laughs> Look at you. Did we find. Did, did we convert you over to barbecuing then? No. No. Mm. Never. Uh, I can't afford $9,000 for a Traeger either. So, uh, anyway, (laughs) no, I'm I'm joking, of course. Uh, And, and on a Friday, like today, you, um, mentioned that if you would go down to the, what, pit uh, stop barbecue place, barbecue pit stop. Yep. Yep. That, uh, you, you would get one of these. And I said, well, the only kind I ever care about is. Jolly Roger with crossed uh, bones and a, a skeleton of a pig in it. <laughs> I said I bought. I have to buy, have to have that one, and then we ended up with two others. Uh, and I find out that if you put them on your salad, ooh yeah. If, if you put them on your zucchinis that you're maybe sautéing or stir frying mm-hmm. or on anything. Well, it's going to taste better. Put it on your sandwich. I mean, um, the call today is about flavor. Flavor. I love flavor. If you want (laughs) to eat library paste, that's up to you. But give me a little garlic and some onion and some um, uh, smoked paprika. You can buy all of those separately, but people have put together these things and um, what I'm looking at right here, sitting on my computer, is a couple of years, maybe longer than that, of seasonings. Um, I'm hearing that the WHO, World Health Organization, and the um, CDC don't like Andy or anyone 
grilling with Jolly Roger or <laughs> Jailbird Chicken or Coffee Rub yeah. because they're going to try to limit each person with digital currency to two ounces or three ounces of protein, maybe per day or per week. Mm-hmm. Because it's, in their opinion, uh, to run all of this food and water and, and diesel fuel to ship it and slaughterhouses and all that, why not just eat the stuff the pigs are eating? Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, yesterday, William Mount announced, and as far as I can tell, it's legitimate, two chicken factories were burnt to the ground. Again. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so uh, several million. Uh, these are processing plants. These are plant. These are facilities for storage of irrigation and fertilizer burnt to the ground. How do you burn up steel and aluminum and and fit? And every time these fires break out, something's wrong with the sprinklers. Yeah, every time it seems like doesn't it? It's crazy. Well, I, I mean, how do you burn these things to the ground? Uh, when there are suppression systems in the building. So maybe the people associated with WHO and the United Nations and these people have a plan, like raise the cost of your gasoline Mm -hmm. so that you want to walk to work. Yeah. Bike to work because gas is five bucks a gallon. Going to be ten bucks a gallon maybe someday, huh? Well, I heard uh, our president say... 1250. He likes Sweden, and uh, Sweden sells its gasoline for 1250. And I think he's going to do them one better. I think he's going to go to 15. And when you count all of the expenses at this point, even with a really efficient diesel um, TDI uh, Jetta, uh, all my expenses are on average a buck a mile. Hmm. Brutal. Okay, so for seventy-two bucks to come to Jolly Roger um, and, and, uh, and get my rubs, and so if 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 you do that again, I want to suggest that people go and uh, see what's in the store. Talk. The manager was more than cordial. I mentioned your name. Nice. I told me your name was Jolly Roger, <laughs> and he I'm knew immediately yeah. what I was talking about, and. Uh, <laughs> Gave me choices of things. And, oh, one other thing that if you like flavor, I'm staring at a container about the same size of something called Everything Bagel Mix. Ooh, sounds good. it's got everything on a bagel. Uh, It's got poppy seeds, sesame seeds. It's got toasted garlic. It's got toasted onion. And I kick it up a little bit. I put toasted caraway seeds because i like to taste the caraway uh, and dip. i gotta get a weather in i gotta get a weather in seth thanks for All calling right, well, today <laughs> grind it up it's really good okay we'll do it uh it is 9 36 on kdxu uh, more phone calls and your texts when we come back Good morning, everybody. Andy Griffin here along with Troy Paul from the Barbecue Pit Stop. And, uh, you know, Troy, one of the things you guys offer, which I think is fantastic at the Barbecue Pit Stop, is classes to help people become better at barbecuing. I love it. Well, thanks, Andy. I know that you've been to a few of them, too. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it's hopefully it's something for everybody. What we have a lot of is when customers come in and, and maybe they'll buy a smoker uh, for the first time, they're a little bit intimidated. Yeah. 
because they're not sure what it, what to do with it. You think, oh, smokers for you know people that want to spend a lot of time in their backyard, and then we tell them the story about how it's so much easier than what people think it is, but that's still like, okay, but I haven't done it. I right. haven't seen it. I haven't right. felt it. I haven't tasted it or whatever it is, and, and so it's still intimidating. So what we try to do is make it easier for people by doing a demonstration. And so we have classes about once a month. Then we'll bring in a, a local professional. We'll bring some, sometimes from out of town a national name. Yeah. Uh, but basically what we try to do is make it really simple and have an open class forum where people can ask questions. But we just demonstrate it right there on the spot. It's cool. we got a television with the cameras right above it so you can see exactly what's happening um and and then you get to eat the food too so i was gonna say you, you haven't <laughs> told them the best part once right. you show them what to do you let them try it because you have the finished product there that's amazing yeah just worth the price of admission just for the food alone because you get to eat that and it's you know usually leave pretty full and and happy that way I think anytime you get into a new thing a new hobby or whatever it is it is a little intimidating because Everybody you know has already been doing it a long time, and they're professionals at it. So this is a tremendous service. I know you start off with some of the basics, like a pulled pork, a, you know, pork butt, and stuff like that. It'll help get people's feet wet and their appetite wetted. I like that, yeah. So it really is. And whatever the topic is, whether you're just looking for an intro class, we have those. Um, oftentimes brisket is one of the big, you know, mountains mm-hmm. that barbecue people want to, you know, mount there. And so they're, <laughs> they're concerned and like, how do I attack this thing? And so we'll show a brisket class. We'll show... Uh, you know, like I say, the pork or whatever it is, Turkey ribs, Thanksgiving, absolutely. Yeah. But just come into our store anytime. We've got our list of classes in there uh, or eventbrite.com and see what's up next. Sounds great. Thanks, Troy. You bet. Thank you, Andy. By the way, I think this is cool because, well, I think it's cool. Uh, I'm going to be teaching a portion of one of the classes in August. Uh, one of the things I've gotten pretty good at is something called the bacon shot. And uh, so at the barbecue pit stop, I'll be teaching um, probably be about a 15 minute segment. Uh, uh, teach you how to do a bacon shot. Uh, short description of a bacon shot. It's a bacon circled around. So it makes it looks like kind of like a little shot glass. And then you fill it with cream cheese, flavored cream cheese, whatever you decide to put in there. Uh, Susie Bullock over at Hey Girl Hey, she does pineapple, so hers is sweet. I do jalapenos usually, jalapeno juice and jalapenos, so I make it uh, kind of spicy. And uh, oh, oh, and the bottom of the bacon shot is a, a mini sausage patty. So I get myself hungry just talking about this stuff. Nine forty-two on KDXU. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. It's uh, well, it's a Friday. Looking forward to a weekend. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. I'm going to read the story as it was printed off the wire today. And then I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, HBO will start shooting uh, an episode of the series We're Here in St. George today as the show hosts drag shows and discussions in politically conservative parts of the country. At the city council meeting last night, LGBTQ members and allies voiced their concerns with the dressing room being moved a block away and open opposition of the show and Pride Month in general by some council members. Several said they have never felt safe in St. George. All right. 
first, first of all, gut reaction. Uh, I feel like that this show is intentionally, and you can say, okay, that's that's showbiz. They're intentionally, basically, uh, rabble rousers. They're going in there and they're poking the bear. They're saying, hey. Uh, we've got a conservative town here. Let's bring all our guys who dress up like women. Let's bring them there. Let's strut them around and see if we can get the local folks upset because that makes good reality TV. So, you know, on the one hand, I'm like, you know what? If we get fired up and, and get upset about this, that's, exac- that's exactly what they want. That is what they're their aim is that's what they're trying for they want to get us fired up they want to get us mad truth of the matter is that kind of show won't be around long it'll be canceled after another year or two maybe less uh the people that uh, do it you know one of those things i'll do anything for money i'll put on a, a dress for money whatever uh guys uh they are they're they're enjoying their 15 minutes of fame and then they'll be gone. That's the way. That's the way. That's the way it works. Very rarely do you have a Tom Hanks or a Harrison Ford or a uh, you know th- those that grab the spotlight and hold it for a long time. And certainly not someone in our society uh, who is a guy who dresses up like a woman. That that's just you know flash in the pan, right? So I guess my question to you out there is this: uh, Is this worth getting? angry about? Is this worth protesting about? Is this worth... And I, and I ask this sincerely. I'm not saying don't do it. Don't get upset. Don't get angry. Uh, I, I would never suggest that because I feel st- as strongly as you do that uh, a show like that does not reflect our community. It shouldn't be in our ancestor square. I think it's going on. I think they're filming it right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad it's going to be 95 degrees. Uh, they'll melt. But uh, you know, I, I'm... I guess what I'm saying is, do we play into their hands if their whole idea is to get a reaction? The analogy that I put together is, uh, remember the little kid at the store? You know, the little kid at the store that throws a tantrum, lies on the floor and kicks his feet and screams and everything. And what what do most parents do when your kid lays on the floor and kicks and screams? Well, of course, they're embarrassed. They pick the kid up. They tell them to be quiet. They uh, give, give them whatever they want so that they'll be quiet. They, they pacify them by, by, you know, catering to their every need. That's exactly what the kid wanted. This is like a little kid throwing a tantrum, this we're here show. They really want us to get mad and angry and fired up and, you know, protest them and, uh, I just don't know that it's worth it for a couple of reasons. Number one, that's what they want. Number two, uh, this is <laughs> most of the people involved with this show are doing it because they get paid to do it. Uh, this isn't a, a, a gay lesbian issue even. This is a some Hollywood folks dressing up because people pay them money to dress up. And I'm just having, I guess I'm having a hard time getting too fired up about it. I don't want them here. I don't think they should be here. They don't, they don't reflect our values. But at the same time, these are actors. They're, they're not, you know, it's so funny that the LGBTQ last night at the city council, they're crying. Oh, finally, we're being accepted. And you guys need to, you know what? This show has nothing to do with any of that. 
has nothing to do with any of that. This is a bunch of people begging for attention because that makes good TV. It'll make them money. It'll keep their show alive a little bit longer. It's the third season of this show called We're Here, and they want attention. And the only way they can do get attention, get ratings, get uh, the producers or, or the TV moguls to keep their show going is to say, hey, look what we did. We made this. We made St. George, Utah mad. I was looking at the uh, some of the towns they've been in. Uh, let's see if I can find the right page here. There we go. Uh, their episodes have been filmed in, let's see, uh, Twin Falls, Idaho, Branson, Missouri, Farmington, New Mexico, Ruston, Louisiana, Spartanburg, Mississippi, uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, Temecula, California, which that's weird. They kind of belong there, don't they? Uh, Del Rio, Texas, and I'm actually surprised Texans didn't run them out on a rail. Uh, Selma, Alabama, uh, Indiana, South Dakota. They were in Kona, Hawaii just uh, not that long ago. And uh, about six months ago, eight months ago, and Grand Junction, Colorado, which actually I've been to Grand Junction. It's a relatively liberal place anyway. Uh, like I said, I'm having a, get, a hard time getting the righteous indignation up on this one just because that's exactly what they want. They're going to play a hand and say, all right, I'm going to play this hand, and, and what I'm going to get is I'm going to get you to raise your bet. Well, I think they're bluffing, and I, I, I'm going to call their bluff. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's worth getting fired up over. As much as I don't want them here, that's what they want. They want me to get all fired up. Maybe even talking about them on the radio, it's already gotten them pretty happy about everything. Uh, all right, uh, quick uh, phone call. Hey, what's up? How are you doing today? Good morning, Andy. Morning. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, glad you're feeling better. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? My wife always says, fake it till you make it. So that's what I'm doing today, faking it till I make it. Well, very good. I uh, appreciate <laughs> your extra effort. Uh, I think the best thing we can do with these uh, folks, and I don't know anything about them, but what you've told me enough to, uh, we should just ignore them. Yeah. They'll come, they'll do whatever they're going to do, and they'll leave. And the uh, less people that engage them, the less people that even pay them any attention, uh, the better off we're going to be because they're up to no good, and we should just ignore them. I agree wholeheartedly. So then let's get back to your first topic because I think it's probably the most important uh, you know, talking about guns and our right to carry a gun. Andy, where do you get your right to carry a gun? Constitution. No, sir. So you mean to tell me you, if uh, prior to the Constitution being enacted, uh, no one had the right to carry a gun? Hmm. No, I guess you're right. So uh, I get it uh, from being, I don't know, I get it from God? Uh, yes, and you don't even have to believe in God, although I know you and I do. Mm-hmm. You have a natural right to protect yourself, don't you? Sure. You know, if, if you're walking down the street and somebody tries to, you know, steal your wallet or to uh, harm you, don't you have a natural right to protect yourself? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so our right to protect ourselves comes from your natural right as being a human being. Now, the Constitution definitely codifies it, and, and it's uh, the law of the land. But if you take away the law, I still have the right to protect myself, and so do you. And that's why, I, you know, you said that if they change the law, you would likely turn in your gun. Well, your gun is nothing but a tool. So is your telephone. So what if they change the law and said, well, we're going to outlaw iPhones and Androids because we think that they're dangerous. If they outlawed telephones, would you turn your phone in? 
Mm, that's a big, big hypothetical considering how big telephones are in our in our world. Uh, well, are, guns, are guns equally? Wouldn't you say guns are as equally uh, a, a part of Americana as telephones have become? Yeah, in fact, the last statistic I heard that there are 300 million Americans and 400 million gun uh, privately owned guns in America. Sounds like that might be. There's more guns than telephones. And there so might the be. Point I'm trying to make the point I'm trying to make is. Why would you turn in your gun if they changed the law and said, okay, you got to turn in your gun? Andy, I'm telling you right now, I'm never turning in my gun ever, ever, ever. I don't care what, what laws they, they uh, make. I don't have my right to carry a gun doesn't come from government. Hmm. And so I will never turn in my gun. And I think most Americans actually feel the same way. And, and I know this is a hypothetical, and so you're working off of that. Honestly, Andy, I think if they said, Andy, you're going to have to bring your gun down to uh, wherever, City Hall, bring it to the BLM, would you really do that? I mean, honestly, or would mm-hmm. you say, you know what, that's a step too far? Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I probably wouldn't, or at least, <laughs> and, and I'm not trying to be sneaky, but, you know, I don't have one gun. I might turn in a gun, but I wouldn't turn in would. all my guns. Yeah, I wouldn't even do that. But so, um, since we, and do you agree that a tool is nothing more than, I mean, a gun's nothing more than a tool? Yeah, for sure. Well, all right, so all of these guys that have done these, these horrible shootings, there also is another commonality. You know, this guy in Texas, he got there in a truck. Mm-hmm, he did. Maybe we should outlaw all trucks, because after all, it's got to be the truck's fault. That's what transported him from wherever he was to the school. So I think we should outlaw vehicles uh, as well. We'll get rid of the guns. We'll get rid of the trucks. Uh, we'll get rid of uh, tennis shoes because he probably was wearing those that allowed him to uh, uh, walk into the school. You know, this is, this is the basic concept that we have to discuss, and that is the gun is a tool. It's not what caused any of this. It's the person. And when we start talking about getting rid of guns, we've already lost the, the argument because – the gun's a tool, just like the truck is. And so we need to realize, number one, your right to carry a gun comes from your natural right, being a human being. And secondly, it's just a tool. And if we're going to outlaw tools, well, let's get rid of knives. Let's get, get rid of screwdrivers. Let's get rid of crowbars. Baseball bats, we're going to have to get rid of those because you can harm somebody with a baseball bat. Okay. This is idiocy, and we shouldn't allow them to even begin the conversation. Well said, well said. Let me get a commercial break. And thanks for calling today, Steve. You bet. 9.54 on K. That was well said. This is idiocy. It is idiocy. <laughs> they want to take away, uh, you know what, and uh, well, I saw another meme yesterday. Uh, it said, I saw a movie about where the only people with guns are government and police. It's called Schindler's List. Hey, thanks for tuning in. 9.58 on KDXU. I'm Annie Griffin. I'm here just about every day. Just to you listeners who uh, like to look to the future, I'm actually uh, taking a couple of vacations in July. Around the 4th of July, doing a little family vacay. Going to meet the kids, and then we're going to do some fun things up uh, in, uh, in another area of the, the West together. And, uh, and then late July, my wife and I are actually taking off. Uh, we're going to 
I'm going to finally do it. I'm going to take that cruise. I've never been on a cruise before. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll have uh, some best ofs. We'll also, uh, I think Terry Hutchinson's going to do a show or two during that time as well. Uh, but uh, that's just, just so you know, just for the future. July, going to get a couple of vacations in. Uh, one more time, thanks to everybody who went to Top Gun Maverick uh, with us last weekend. We had a, a theater full of... Uh, I think uh, if they weren't proud Americans before, most of them were already. But uh, after you leave that show, you're like, yeah, USA. In fact, I almost started USA Champ, but I thought, no, let's let's not let's not ruin the moment. Great movie, Top Gun Maverick, made uh, all-time record 156 million dollars on opening weekend. That's an all-time record for Memorial Day, not all, not for all movies, but uh, if you get a chance. Uh, go see Top Gun Maverick. I promise you, you will not want your money back when you're done. It was it was worth every single penny. Top Gun Maverick will make you once again proud to be an American. I'm Andy Griffin. I'll be back on Monday. Got a couple of cool guests scheduled Monday just to set those up yesterday afternoon. And uh, lots more next week. 